You're listening to Faith by Hearing with Dave Delaney, Christian conversations about faith, family, and friends. Welcome to Faith by Hearing podcast, an authentic conversation about faith, family, and friends. And I'm your host today, Dave Delaney, and I am flying solo. Evan and Derek are both uh, occupied with different things. Derek taking the lead for us on a lot of really big projects that are up and coming for us here at First Baptist Church as we are about to enter into a season of giving and sacrifice as we prepare for an upcoming offering. And I would certainly appreciate your prayers for this offering that's up and coming and also pray for Derek as he leads that event. And then also Evan, he's out of the office because he and his wife um, have brought home their brand new little baby. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, allowing him to tell you of some of the early joys of parenting and being a part of that process of being a brand new dad. So you pray for Derek, pray for Evan, but that's why I'm by myself today. And so we want to uh, make sure that we're continuing to touch base and offering the content. And today we have a question that has been sent in. So I'm going to do my best to answer this question as best as I can. And the question is, um, Dave, what are some ways that I can honor my parents? And that's a great question. Um, of course, we know from the Bible that God cares deeply about how we treat our parents. Uh, one of the Ten Commandments is that you are to honor your father and your mother. And of course, that's a commandment that is expanded in the New Testament. In Ephesians chapter number six and verse number one and verse number two, Paul writes to the church at Ephesus. And he says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee and that thou mayest live long on the earth. I, I want you to realize a couple things that verse doesn't say, okay? It does not say that you should honor your parents because your parents are always right. They're not always right. And our obligation as believers is, it does not rest in honoring them because they're right. Our obligation as believers is to honor our parents, to respect them, and to obey them, not because they're right, but because it is right. It's right because it's in obedience to the word of the Lord. It is always right to obey God's word. And so what Paul says to the church at Ephesus is that obeying our parents in the Lord is right. And then he says, honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with thee. You've probably heard it said before that you can measure your progress of your Christian life by how well you relate to others. You can measure the progress of your Christian life by how well you relate to others, whether that's your parents, your children, your spouse, your, your classmates, your teachers, that this is an important measurement for our Christianity. And I think what Paul would say, at least in the, the letter 
to the Ephesians is that really the true measure of your Christianity is how you're doing at home. How are you, how are your relationships with your mom and dad? How are your relationships with your children? How are your relationships with your husband or your wife? How are your relationships, um, with your, you know, your brothers or your sisters? That this is the true measure of Christianity. And the reason why it's the true measure of the maturity of our Christian growth is because these are the people who know us the best. You see, it's very simple to fool people at church for two or three hours, depending on how long your preacher preaches. But it's easy to fool people for two or three hours. It's something else altogether to to live with someone in relationship for 24-7, where they see every aspect of your life and they're, they're privy to the good days, the bad days. They're, they're a part of all the conversations. And so you really measure the progress of your Christian life by how well you relate to others. And when we're, when we're young, our parents represent the authority of God to us. So in a way, they, they stand in for God at a time. And so when we learn to obey and submit to them, we're learning how to obey and submit to God. But in order for us to obey and submit to God, we first must learn to obey and submit to our parents. And respect for parents is the basis of every other kind of respect toward every other kind of authority. So this is a great question, and I'm really looking forward to to, to giving you the answer, um, to give you to giving you some answers about the ways in which we can respect our parents. So here, let's start off with this. First, ways to respect your parents. First, talk to them. Talk to your parents about your feelings. Talk to them about your worries, your fears, your dreams. Talk to them about the things that excite you, that frustrate you, that bother you. Don't, don't block them out, right? Don't build a wall. Instead, talk to them. And Paul tells the church at Ephesus why. Because it goes well with you that your parents can offer words of wisdom just because they are not the same age as us. They have lived longer than you have lived. They have experienced more things than you have experienced. So they can offer you wisdom for how things can go well in your life when you learn to talk to them. You should talk to them not just about the big stuff, but you should talk to them about the everyday stuff. And you should do that every day. In fact, the more you find yourself talking to your parents, talking to authorities, the easier it gets. So it doesn't always have to be some big, deep, life-changing moment. It doesn't always have to be this deep dive into a philosophical or theological discussion. It can just be very simple. You can, you can keep it brief. You can keep it casual. 
You can uh, remind yourself of, of something funny that you saw on a movie. You can bring up something crazy that happened at school. You can mention that you know cute thing that your little brother or your little sister did. You can talk to them about stuff. You ought to talk to them about everyday stuff. But you also ought to talk to them about the difficult stuff. And sometimes I think one of the reasons why we struggle in communicating with our parents is because we only talk about difficult stuff. We don't do the first step of talking about the things that perhaps are a little more lighthearted. We don't include them in that. So talk to them about everyday stuff. Talk to them about difficult stuff. Let me take just a pause here and let me encourage moms and dads. Don't just talk to your kids about difficult stuff. Talk to them about the things that they're interested in. Talk to them about the everyday stuff. Let them give an answer. Don't find yourself always correcting the answer that they give. But if they said, you know, this is the funny thing that happened at school, then enjoy the story. Laugh with them. But you should talk to your parents. This is a way that we honor them. We talk to them about everyday stuff. We talk to them about difficult stuff. Let me, t- let me tell you the best thing to talk to your parents about, to talk to them about how God is working in your life, that you should be open and honest, that you should share with them the ways that God is speaking to you, the way that God is using his word in your life. You should talk to them about the things you learned in your devotion or a verse you read or something you heard in the sermon or a way in which a Sunday school class or a lesson or a chapel service really spoke to you. Talk to them. One of the ways that we honor our parents is by talking. But there's a second way, and that's this, that you can also honor your parents by including them. So to have a healthy relationship with your parents, you have to work to include them. Now, your parents may never let you know this, but this is a real fear that they have. They have a fear that they're going to be left out, that they're going to be forgotten, that they've put all this energy, all this effort into protecting you and raising you and teaching you and training you and setting you up for a, a, a good outlook and you know prospective outlook on life. And their fear is that you're going to move away And then you're never going to remember them again. And they do not want to be forgotten. So if we're going to honor them and respect them, we have to include them. Now, there's a lot of ways that we can include them, right? You can send them pictures. You can send them a text message. You can call them. You can invite them to your events. You can introduce them to your friends. You can tell them stories about what happened in your week. There's all kinds of ways that we can understand, man, my parents are fearful of being forgotten. And so I want to make sure I'm respecting them and honoring them in a way that I include them. For us as believers, when we know that someone is perhaps needing something emotionally, emotional neglect is not an option for us. That we have to understand where they are in their heart, their mind. And we have to be willing to love them like we love ourselves. That's the standard. So when you have an emotional concern or a frustration, what do you, what do you do? 
Well, you, you make sure that you solve that emotional problem, that you take this issue and you work it out in an appropriate way. Well, it's no different as it relates to your parents. So what we've said already is two things. And both of these things are, are a lot of work. But what we have to do to honor and respect our parents is we have to talk to them. We have to include them. But here's a third one. And this one might be the hardest out of all three, but we have to let them be themselves. Let them be themselves. Now I'm going to pause and I'm going to let that sink in for just a minute. Let them be themselves. To have a healthy relationship with your parents, you have to accept that they may do things that you may not understand. They may say things that you may not understand. They may um, in, invite your friends or invite your teachers or invite uh, your friend's parents to things that you may not understand, but you have to let them be themselves. And I get it. It can feel rather embarrassing or frustrating. It can seem as if they're really working hard to embarrass you, but I promise they aren't. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to be relevant and included in your life. So rather than expending energy, trying to change them, accept them for who they are. Recognize their contributions. Treat them with kindness. Be, be grateful. So just because you're grown up now, Right? Doesn't mean that you should reverse the roles and treat them like they're a child. Simply because you're older doesn't mean that you should talk down to them and belittle them. Doesn't mean that you should tell them to be quiet and make them go sit in the corner while the big people talk. That's not what we should do. We should let them be themselves. And in order to maintain a healthy relationship with our parents, this is what we have to do. So talk to them, include them, let them be themselves. Here's a fourth one. Forgive them. Forgive them. Perhaps the most important way that we can honor our parents is to forgive them. I, I want you to think just for a moment about the consequences of unforgiveness because they are severe. Absalom refused to forgive his father and he determined to be in rebellion against David, which led to this bitter conflict with his dad that ultimately resulted in Absalom's death. Now, was Absalom right to be upset with David? Yes. But what should he have done? He should have went to him. He should have talked to him. He should have worked the situation through. But instead, Absalom decided that he was going to operate in bitterness and resentment toward his father, David, and chose to not forgive him. And the consequences were severe. Forgiveness is a choice. Even with your parents, forgiveness is a choice. See, Absalom had the choice to forgive his father, work toward reconciliation, but instead... He chose to harbor anger and resentment and frustration and bitterness. Now, I am not telling you that 
your parents deserve forgiveness. You didn't deserve forgiveness and yet God gave it to you. I don't deserve forgiveness and yet God extends forgiveness to me. I'm telling you that forgiveness is what God calls us as believers to. And I'm guessing that isn't surprising to most of you. I'm guessing that most people do not hear, oh, God wants us to forgive others and go, what, what? I never heard that before. I'm thinking you probably knew that. But oftentimes when it relates to our parents, instead of choosing to forgive them, we choose to hold something against them for whatever particular reason. And maybe the reason is just, but simply because we have a right to be mad doesn't mean that we should be. The fact is, there are no perfect parents. All parents have fallen far short, not just of their children's expectations, but of their own expectations. I can speak from experience here that I know that there are times in my own life where I failed to meet my own kids' expectations of me. But worse than that, I know I haven't even lived up to my own expectations. That whenever I've responded with a harsh word or an unkind deed, whenever I lashed out, whenever I responded with frustration, whenever I did or didn't do, whatever I said I was or wasn't going to do, I know that even in my own heart, man, I felt that sting of conviction. I felt, man, that frustration of not living up to my own expectation and what oftentimes mom and dads need is they need forgiveness. So how do we honor our parents? We talk to them. We include them. We let them be themselves. We forgive them. Let me give you a, a fifth one. We speak well of them. We refuse to speak bad about our parents. See, our, our culture considers it a noble thing to air out our grievances, to, to air out the dirty laundry. We, we, we think very little of telling everyone exactly what we think about everyone else. Our boss, our teachers, our friends, the governor, the president, our parents are included in that list. And yet the Bible warns us that what we are supposed to do is honor and respect all of the authorities that God has placed over us. That's what he tells us in Romans chapter 13. In fact, if you go read the Old Testament, there was a stiff penalty for cursing your parents. It, it was the same penalty as if you assaulted them. Exodus 21, Leviticus 20, because it was the same root sin. So speaking well of authority is countercultural. And speaking well of our parents is countercultural. In fact, one author goes so far as to call children to write a formal tribute to their parents, to present it to them, to read it to them out loud in their presence. This is what we do at funerals, right? We stand up at a funeral and we talk about all the good things, the wonderful memories, the way in which our moms and dads have impacted our lives for good. And we give kind words. And yet, oftentimes, in our lives, before our parents have gone out into eternity. We don't use kind words, we use harsh words. So if we're going to respect and honor our parents, we have to speak well of them. 
Let me give you another one. Ask for their wisdom. We honor our parents when we seek their wisdom through life's ups and downs and twists and turns. Ask them for their opinion. They, they have the benefit of having a lot of years experience. And, and there is usually no one who knows you as more intimately or closely or cares for you as deeply as they do. For, for whatever faults they've made along the way of life, they made you. They got you to this point. And so oftentimes, the ways in which we can honor and respect our parents is by asking them their opinion about a particular decision or choice that's in front of us. It's simply another way of being able to include them. The Bible constantly associates youth with folly and age with wisdom. Proverbs chapter 20, Job chapter 12. And then the, the Bible tells us that those who have lived longer lives have generally accumulated greater wisdom than we have. We can learn, yes, by experience. But a better way to learn than from your own experience is to learn from someone else's experience, to see some of the decisions they made, to ask them why they made those decisions, and then learn to adjust areas or situations in our own lives so that we can be spared from the same heartbreak or disappointment that perhaps they were. Let me give you another one. And just two more, but let me give you one more. Tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. God hates lying. And, and our parents oftentimes don't even know that we're hiding the truth from them. But God knows. God knows that we hide particular things from our parents and he knows and it is not pleasing to him. And so tell them the truth. Tell them the truth about your friends, about your school. Tell them the truth about where you're going. Tell them the truth about what you want from life. Tell them the truth about things that you're doing. Don't, don't always use, don't use your words in a way that always paints you in the best light possible and your friends or your siblings or your sister or the teacher or the coach or everyone else in the bad light. No, tell the truth. That whenever we talk with them, whenever they ask us questions, whenever we're engaged in conversation, we should strive to be truthful with our parents and not take advantage of the trust that they will naturally put in us. If our parents learn that we've betrayed their trust, we haven't told them the truth, that we've lied to them in some way, then that trust can be broken and it can take decades to build back. So tell them the truth. And last one, the last way that I'm going to give you for how you can respect and honor your parents. I'm certain that there are so many other ways. This list is not conclusive for sure, but these were some of the thoughts that came to my mind. And here's the last one. Provide for them. How can we provide for, how can we honor our parents? Well, provide for them. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, we find Paul telling Timothy that, He's supposed to honor the widows within the church. And then he provides these two very important instructions, these two like critical principles that children are to make 
some kind of return to their parents. And that Christians who do not provide for their family members are behaving in worse ways than unbelievers. So provide for them. That you and I have the responsibility to take care of our parents as they age, as they grow old. That it's our responsibility to look out for them, to take the time to consider them. That's really what providing for them is about. It's about considering them. It's recognizing their need to see themselves in us. Parents long to see how they have impacted their children, how their children are a reflection of their values, of of their strengths. And this is an okay thing for parents to have and to want. But what's also incumbent upon us as kids is to recognize our parents need that and then provide that for them. So how do we honor our parents? Talk to them, include them, let them be themselves, forgive them, speak well of them, ask for their wisdom, tell them the truth, and provide for them. I want to thank you so much for listening today. Faith by Hearing podcast, an authentic conversation about faith, family, and friends. And I hope that this was a help to you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next one.